the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, and you're listening to I Am Real Estate. I'm Dottie Herman. I'm here with Steve Ebert and Ace One Supop, and we're talking about um, once the quarantine's lifted, um, you know, what's going to happen with real estate? What will people want? What are they looking for? And remember something, you know, my real name, which I hate, um, is Dorothy, and uh, my mom died when I was young, so I said, like, she must have been watching The Wizard of Oz. But there's no place like home, and that is true. And, you know, it's a sense that your home is your space, it's your security, it's your safe. And um, we're looking at what we think is going to change, and we think that people will maybe upsize because empty nesters might have downsized too much, and now they're in their apartment with uh, their uh, family or their spouses, and, uh, you know, it's tough being in a small space. 24-7. Uh, multi-generational living might be in because a lot of people have uh, parents and that might become the new norm where um, as the economy impacts jobs and college plans, uh, uh, people are nervous about sending their kids away to school again, retirement planning. So a lot of people might be looking to stay to get families where they'll stay together with if their mother and father will be uh, with them or their kids will be with them so we're looking at multi-generational living and you know what hometown like these small little uh places that have little towns and little villages where people know each other and sometimes they can be gossipy but people you know it's when they're so uncertain and times are kind of like they are now people like to be around what they feel is safe and people they know the local restaurants i saw that at 9 11 people would frequent their local restaurants their local stores um and little towns become very you know popular so we think that uh that's going to happen and a lot of people might leave the cities you know I, I don't think it'll be forever but i think maybe the uh you know a year going out some of the people that are in center, you know, cities that have a strong amount of cases might look to move to the suburbs. There might be layout changes. As I said, everyone's, I just ordered um, some office furniture for my home office because I don't have the right speakers. I, I don't have the, the right printers here. So that's going to be big. Uh, garages, porches and balconies, uh, multiple bathrooms. Uh, townhomes to single-family homes, people are going to uh, lay out changes where, you know, uh, they'll look for a little space where they have little privacies. Um, 
because again, when you're locked away together for months, uh, it's kind of tough. And so, uh, they also predict a lot of divorces during this because I guess you could get on someone's nerves if you're there 24-7. Uh, rentals will surge and I, I see that now. I see the Hamptons had a, uh, uh, their season started in March, which never, usually the season the Hamptons starts in Memorial Day. It started in March and people were scurrying to get rentals, whether they were for a couple of months, uh, just to get out of the city for a bit or for the whole summer. And you're going to see, uh, investor activity. Uh, in addition, you know, investors who are discouraged by the stock market losses or it's very tricky, the stock market now, and really you have to watch it day and day. Whereas real estate, you know, if you buy in the right place in the right area where you, or you buy a price that's not like the top, top, top of that market price. Uh, real estate doesn't, as I say, it's not like a stock. It doesn't fall down overnight. Like a stock, one day it could be worth a hundred dollars, and the next day it could be worth a dollar, and that generally does not happen to real estate. So we think that the home is just going to be so important, and, and you see it now. And I, I, I think that as soon as that. They, it looks like they're going to ease some of the uh, standards where people can go out because a lot of people are getting crazy. Uh, I think you'll see small gatherings like, you know, people, just a few people here and there sitting in the, if they have a home in their yard, if they have a, a rooftop terrace, maybe that. Um, I think you're just going to see something back to the simple times when things were simple. And I think online businesses, as if you have Amazon stock, you're rich. Okay, <laughs> online businesses are really going to uh, fly. You know, I heard. I just to, to send some humor and things. I, I I read a story that this man was expecting to get a $1,700 stimulus check, and uh, when he. Uh, uh, when he, when he found, he, he found an $8 million in his bank account because somebody made a mistake. And a Florida woman discovered an unexpected balance of $8.5 million. So, um, obviously they, uh, they, the man that was from Indiana that had the $8 million was, uh, they took it right back when they realized they made a mistake. And a woman in Florida was trying to withdraw the stimulus. She found a check. She found the stimulus check that was $8.5 million. Um, and uh, obviously they took that back. But I guess for a moment they felt they were rich. So uh, in the city, they're opening thousands of hotel rooms to homeless people uh, to put them in uh, places where they're not going to be able to spread it because the homeless shelters, it's kind of like a... A nest egg of, 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 they're on top of each other. Uh, now, Steve, I know so many people and there's all these kind of rules that help the tenant out. What about the landlords? Because Rebney, which is the real estate board of New York, and, and maybe I'll have them on the show next week, um, they are lobbying and they're, av and they're, and they're trying to get them to give some, some help for landlords because what you're, if you're a landlord, you have expenses also, and people can't pay their rents, or they're told they don't have to pay their rents for three months. Um, what happens to the landlords? Do you, what do you see there? Do you see that happening? Some stimulus, so some packages for the uh, landlords. Yes. Yeah, so the first thing I think it's a great point. I mean, people are initially, you know, rightly focused on the tenants because they're sort of front line. 
but a lot of these landlords, they're, they're, the margins are a lot thinner than, than people realize, and you have a lot of small mom-and-pop operations that are out there that, that really this is a crisis that can, you know, put them upside down. So they definitely need some relief. A lot of the focus has been on mortgage relief, um, and but but keep in mind, um, a lot of that has been re- really from the point of view of forbearance um, as well. So there's a program now. If you are a landlord, if you have you know multifamily housing, um, there's a Fannie Mae program that again 90 days you get forbearance for 90 days on the multifamily if, if you're a landlord. But the thing is, you still have to pay it back. So landlords are in a tough squeeze between. Um, some tenants not paying, the ability to go after tenants, and also the laws that were put into effect last year, um, which would reduce security deposits that landlords can keep. So a lot of these multifamily um, uh, residential landlords are in a tough spot. But there's also, I think, some good news that is coming. There is a discussion, and Ace rightfully mentioned how right in the beginning of the show that one of the SBA programs, they already went through all the money to lend out. So the Congress is in negotiation right now for additional packages, and hopefully there will be some more relief for landlords. But one thing that's out there for homeowners is something that's been out here for two years now, SALT limitation. That's the state and local tax limitation. It used to be if you itemize your taxes, you can fully deduct your state income tax and, and uh, your property taxes. And then starting January 1, 2018, they put a $10,000 cap on that. Right. And that's a big issue for our area. In the discussion right now, there is a discussion of not only um, removing the cap and going back to the old rule and potentially allowing a refund for the last two years of the limit. Wow. So that is under discussion right now and is being very seriously considered from, from the folks in Washington that I've been speaking with. Um, so I hope that goes through, but I, I think that is going to be – it seems to have good support on both sides of the aisle. Well, that would um, be great because if you yeah. live in the Northeast uh, and probably California, our taxes are we are the highest in the country, and people pay, you know, 30000 25000 12000 on – Properties that are not even, you know, that expensive. Uh, some people on the island of Westchester and uh, Jersey, their taxes are like 40000 I mean, it's ridiculous. And so now that when they change that rule that you can only deduct 10000 it's really a hardship. So that would be wonderful. Um, it is. So hopefully, hopefully within the next, you know, week or two, um, that, that will become law. I know it's under active discussion, and it's being tied in with um, the next bump in stimulus. So... You know, I'm, I think on this show one of the things we try to do is, you know, see the lemonade, not, not the lemon. So the way I'm going to look at it, the, 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 the lemon of running out of funds for one of that SBA, the Small Business Administration Program, I'm going to look towards the lemonade on that, and, and hopefully this law will be um, undone, um, and it will be a real help yeah. for real estate oh, owners. Yeah, please let us know, because I have the numbers in, in April – um, nearly a third of the U.S. Uh, apartment tenants uh, uh, pay, did not pay, almost a third. Uh, so residents owed roughly $40 billion in rent in just April. So, you know, I, I kind of just kind of think it's kind of crazy because it's, it's kind of like a snowball effect. Everything affects everything. 
Um, now, someone had asked me, I have a friend that, you know, lives in Manhattan. She calls up uh, her landlord and, um, you know, um, I, I guess he probably said no at first. So are there any, like, rules? If you're going to call your landlord, um, I guess you should know your rights. I mean, would you would you give us any advice if you want to call your landlord? What should you do? Should you just pick up a phone? Is there anything that you would recommend saying? Or would you set, like, I... I told her, and I didn't know that this was this was not legal advice, but her lease was coming up, I think, in June or May or the end of May, and he wasn't going to raise the rent, but he was keeping the rent at the same at the same amount, and she doesn't know she's in a business that is right now just about out of business, and so she doesn't know you know how it's, long it's going to take her to come back, so she did not want to commit to two months. So if you can't come to terms with your landlord, what do you think you should do a month to month or more? Or how do you recommend you approach your landlord for those who want to don't know exactly what to say to their landlord? Sure. Let me approach it from a residential and then a commercial point of view. From a residential okay. point of view, number one, even if you are a market tenant, not um, rent stabilized or rent control, let's just talk about market tenants. The law changed last year. So that if you're a long-time tenant, meaning you've been there for at least two years, even if your lease has expired, the landlord has to give you at least 90 days' notice. If you're there for at least one year, only 60, and if you're there for less than one year, at least 30 days' notice. So number one, if your lease just expired, like let's say, for example, your lease expires April 30th, and you don't have a new place to go and you have a problem moving, you have, by law, at least 30, maybe 60 or even 90 days because your landlord would have had to have sent you a notice that they're not renewing the lease. Number two, um, if it goes month to month, the landlord's limited to a 5% increase. So now, if they sign a new lease, then you can set new terms, no problem. But if it just rolls over, they can't just pick a number and say, hey, tenant, you got to just pay this arbitrary amount. And also the landlord must continue to provide services, heat, hot water, sanitation, pest control, etc., even if there is a dispute. So that's where we are on the residential side. So if you, let me ask you, so if you, if you don't come to an agreement, you can't come to an agreement with your landlord, but he accepts the rent, okay, even though you can't agree, but you send him the rent for the next month, even though now your lease is over, uh, but, you know, then um, you then would be like a month-to-month tenant. Exactly right. So if, you're, if you turn into a month-to-month tenant before the law changed last year, they would have to give you at least 30 days' notice, meaning if you're month-to-month, they'd have to send you a notice before the end of April that you got to be out the end of May. Um, but Got with it. the new law, there's an overlay on top, depending upon how long you've been there. They have to give you 30, 60, or 90 days, depending upon if you've been there less than a year, over a year, over two years, notice on top of it, in addition to whenever your lease ends. And they can't oh. just arbitrarily come back and say, oh, we went month to month in May, you were paying 3000 a month, now it's 10000 It has to be put in advance in writing, they they can't just make up a new rent retroactively when you go month to month. Now, if your rent is yeah. stabilized or 
rent controlled. Um, I know somebody who's in, you know, those departments are like gold if you have one where they can only raise your rent a certain amount. Uh, would they go through the same process? Would they try to call their landlord up also, or would you not even bother trying? I mean, so in rent stabilized, most of the people who are rent regulated are rent stabilized. Um, there's right. some that are rent controlled, but I would say it's probably 90% rent stabilized. So I'll focus more on that. Um, but basically, they're, they're required. The landlord's required to offer a tenant a new written lease, and they have to give them a one year and a two year. And then what happened is there is a rent control board that then determines the amount of the permissible increase. So that's set with that meaning. And then you have one rate if you do a one-year renewal, one if a two. The landlord has to offer a lease um, in writing, and these really are written leases. You're not going to have really the verbal month-to-month situation that you would for a market right. tenant. Um, right. On, on the commercial side, it's a little bit trickier. Because you're considered, you know, business clients, so there's not as much of the consumer protection in the same way as a residential lease. Um, we're renegotiating a bunch of leases right now, and people are in different circumstances. You know, some tenants had some issues before, some only have during, some are office, some are retail. So there's a lot of uncertainty for people, um, and depending upon the nature of the business, um, we have gone rent waived for some months, for some. For some, it's been deferral. For some, we've just reworked the entire lease. So it's been a little bit of everything, um, and that's something that's case by case. And the problem that we're having in some cases, some people don't know what their business is going to be like. Right? If you have a retail business, um, when's the business coming back? Is it coming back right. in June? That's the question people have. They September. don't know. And this is, and this is, and it's a great point. And somebody is going to have to take a little bit of a risk. And this is a, a tough conversation we're having with clients. And the answer is different every time. And there's a back and forth because, on the one hand, you have tenants where it's going to take some time. On the other hand, the landlord has to realize that if they can't cut a deal with this tenant, and the tenant walks, they're not going to get somebody so fast. People are going to want to see the new market value normal. Uh, for right. things. So um, it, it's literally a game of chicken. Everybody realizes each side has some weakness, and we're, we're having very long and, and detailed dialogues with people. And, and look, some of the answers depends on, on the risk, right? In some cases, some, some businesses, the tenants have a personal guarantee, sometimes not. So depending upon the risk to the client, it totally changes our negotiation strategy. And so that's right. also important. So, so you're working with people like that. And as I said, you can't cookie cutter. You know, everybody's different. If you have a good track record, you've always paid your rent. You've always paid your rent on time. You know, you're a good tenant. Uh, that might be a very different negotiation than somebody who really never did. Now, somebody was exactly. asking to me, uh, you know, can you, in other words, a lot of the buildings in New York City and Queens have amenities. They, they might have a laundry room. They might have a, a rooftop deck. They might have a playroom, and I'm sure they're all closed now. Would you be able to use that as leverage in saying, well, listen, the amenities aren't, uh, you don't have any amenities right now, so I want to pay a little bit less because of that? Or are you just saying, you know, or 
do you recommend somebody call you and like because I really think it's hard to negotiate yourself. I think it's better to have somebody else negotiate. I think I'm a great negotiator, but I don't. I don't think I would like to negotiate for myself. So, is that what you're doing? Yeah, let me answer right after the break. Okay. Okay. And we have uh, Sherry Sprint, our psychiatrist. She'll be on. Steve's going to finish up on how to negotiate with your landlord. Best way to do that. Um, again, there's no cookie cutter. It all depends. And he's an expert at it. Did you know most vitamin supplements do not come from food? Even the products with colorful fruits and vegetables adorning the label are seldom derived from produce. Typically, supplements are synthetic. They're made in a laboratory. For example, lycopene comes from genetically modified yeast. Vitamin D, irradiated lanolin. CoQ10 is chemically extracted from tobacco or genetically modified bacteria. Modern science is able to synthetically imitate the chemicals of nutrients used in your body. This cheap, unnatural chemistry may look good under a microscope, but the body is not fooled. It knows the difference and craves quality materials to build, repair, and fight illness. Look for nutritional supplements made with whole food and consume fruits and vegetables daily in a variety of colors as well as whole grains and other fresh food. Don't settle for imitation nutrition. Reach for the good stuff, the real stuff. This is Dr. Douglas Howard with your Health Tip of the Week. Balance of Nature, changing the world one life at a time. You know, it's the little things that you notice. I'm just a little more energetic. I sleep better. I don't wake up as groggy. When I get up, I'm just, I'm up. It doesn't take me, you know, a half hour to get out of bed anymore. I started taking it just to be a little more proactive. You know, I'm in my 40s and just want to make sure that I'm doing anything I can to help me out. And I swear, since I've been taking this, I haven't been sick with the cold. People around me in my office are coughing and getting sick. They always say, you never get sick. So I can't say that, oh, it's changed my life where it's cured this or that. But it's like, again, these little things. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Start your journey to better health today by calling 1-800-2468-751 or by going to balanceofnature.com. And make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code THEANSWER. Are you tired of all the garbage that Hollywood puts out? Why not redeem the time you're spending at home with your family and watch something that affirms our American values? For a limited time, you can purchase No Safe Spaces, starring Dennis Prager and Adam Carolla. Go to nosafespaces.com to stream the number one political documentary of 2019. Free speech is under attack now more than ever. Politicians on the left are threatening to permanently shut down churches and synagogues. And we can't even open a debate about when we return to work. There is no more important time to watch No Safe Spaces, the movie that the hard left does not want you to see. Go to nosafespaces.com. Use the code SAVE25 to get 25% off your purchase. That's SAVE25. This offer is only available for a limited time. Send the message to Hollywood that you support movies that support your values. Go to nosafespaces.com today. It's I on real estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're listening to I on real estate. We're in the middle of talking to Steve about how, you know, how to negotiate 
with your landlord or what you should do. And uh, we try to keep you updated because everything changes from day to day. And there is, you know, you can read a million different versions. I mean, you listen to TV. It's very confusing on what to do and what you can do and what you are legally allowed to do and what if you do it's going to ruin your credit. So we're trying to help you with all your answers. And by the way, please, you know, just email us. Uh, you can email us at dottieherman.com or find uh, Ace and myself and Steve on Twitter, Facebook. And we'll answer your questions and whatever we don't know, we'll try our best to find out. But, Steve, you're in the middle of saying that obviously everyone's different. Now, you've been negotiating for a lot of your tenants uh, for them, correct? Correct, yes. And... You know, when, when let me focus a little bit more on the commercial side because there's a lot more negotiability. Um, really? The, yeah, there, there's a lot more because really that is so situational. They're going to look at the tenant quality. They're also going to know how tough the space is to rent. And what's very interesting, the landlords have responded very, very differently. I don't want to call out which one, but there's multiple institutional landlords that we're dealing with right now. And literally some of them have said, and they've written this to their tenant, you know what, we don't know how this is going to play out. Let's talk in May. And just, if you can't pay April, we'll just have a conversation in May and start saying things. So they're taking a much more of a, a pro-business approach. Um, others immediately sent a default notice. Even though they couldn't do anything with it, that was how they started the negotiation. Um, so really we're seeing... And why would they do that? I mean, like, what would be the benefit if I was a, a landlord? Um, so what would be the benefit to me to send out a default notice right away rather than at least try to talk to somebody? Is there any benefit to that? I think this gets into the psychology, which you hinted at right before the break. Um, you know, you're going to have... There's, two, there's really two types of approaches when you're trying to collect payment. There's one sort of, I would say, the soft approach saying, look, we're, we have a long-term relationship. Let's continue to have one. Let's see how we can work together. Versus, I don't know if this debtor can pay all the bills, but if they're going to pay a bill, they're going to pay my bill. So what I want to show is from day one, I'm going to be the toughest collector out there so that if they pay somebody, they're paying me, and they better know that now. So they're almost trying to draw their line in the sand. Um, but, you know, what's, the irony of what's happening in that case is we already have a strategy in place, which um, they don't know about yet, um, and we're just starting the dialogue, so I can't fully get into it, which basically completely doesn't end around in their approach. So, you know, it, it's, it's interesting that, you know, I'm more of the belief, and I think you're probably the same way, and most people are probably surprised to hear this from an attorney, have a dialogue. Know where the other side is coming from. You know, because at the end of the day, you know, you know, people might say, oh, if you're, you, you can talk tough. But the reality is you're better off to understand the dynamic of the situation to then see what you can do. Because the reality is this. Both sides in this equation right now have tremendous uncertainty, and there are weaknesses for both landlords and tenants. So I think right. they're... Their interests are aligned to really work together instead of be adversarial. Yeah, I agree. And I think that if you have a good tenant that's been with you, you don't want to lose them. I think uh, the uh, political parties should learn that, okay, that it's time to work together. Um, things always work out better when you work together. So um, I think that, and if you have any questions, again, 
uh, Steve is that's what he does. Uh, you know, and, and that's what Ace does when the people can't pay their mortgage, they call the bank and again, always better to be proactive and do it, uh, make that call, uh, be respectful, be polite, um, say really appreciate this. And, and for those of you who, uh, can afford it and just are just playing around, seeing if they can get something off, don't do it. There's so many people that are really suffering and really need it that if you can pay it, please pay it because, you know, I feel that maybe some people just call up and say that they can't when they really can. And we want to make sure the people that really don't have, that live day to day, that really need that break, get it. Uh, and as we said at the beginning of the show, there's only so much money they can print. And, uh, and with that, when you're ready, right? we have Dr. Spurt on hold whenever you're ready. Yes. And um, what we have... Again, um, she's a, a friend and a prominent uh, psychiatrist uh, in New York City, uh, Dr. Sherry Spray. Hi. Hi, Daddy. How are you? I, I can't call you Dr. Even though you are, I'm just so used to being such friends. And she's such a good friend. She always calls to check on me, make sure I'm okay. Uh, and I thank you for that. Oh, um, you're very welcome. Yeah, and I think you share, because we talk a lot, and I think you share the same thing that we were talking about on this show, what's going to happen to this economy, <laughs> where oh, yeah. we're all not sure of that. It's and the biggest worry. Aside yes. from getting sick, it's, it's, it's really, you know, a big worry for everybody. You know, people that lost their jobs, not knowing what they're going to do, not knowing when the economy is going to turn around. Uh so what do you, what do you, when you're, you're talking to a lot of people now, um, and a lot of, uh, people that come and see you are doing it virtually, which my friend just fell and she used the virtual doctor for the first time and she said, wow, you know, it wasn't really bad. I went online, I showed up my leg where I fell. And, uh, so I think that even virtual doctors, even though they were around before this virus, probably will become more prominent. Uh, but what, are, what if, when, when you're speaking to people, um, and whether they're in your profession, whether they're your patients or people that are just calling now because they have anxiety, uh, what, what's, what's, what are people's biggest concerns? What are you hearing the most? I mean, there's a lot of hopelessness. There's a, there's a lot of anxiety that's affecting sleep. You know, a feeling of, of what, what's going to happen in the future, what's going to happen to me. Um, and I really try to emphasize focusing, number one, on the present and, 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 and what is in their control. Because when people can get things under their control, the anxiety will lessen. And um, how to put things in control is, okay, you, you lost your job. Well, let's now start looking for another one. There are jobs out there. And if somebody's not sure that the career that they have chosen now is going to be one that'll be stable in the future, well, they have to then start thinking about, well, what else can I do that may be more stable? And there are websites that are available, like this website, Coursera, C-O-U-R-S-E-R-A, that offers free online courses where people can get certificates as well um, in a different field, uh, something that may be more acclimated for this, you know, environment. Um, and when people feel that there is something that they can do, they feel better. 
Right, so in other words, yeah, there's so many, you know, I, I, look, like everybody else, we're all concerned with this, and first, we want to make sure everyone's healthy, and I've had a number of people that have died, a lot of people that have the virus and are fine now, or are, are doing, getting to it, and I worry about the economy, but, you know, you have to kind of also look at today and look forward, and uh, keep a daily, like, some kind of a routine, but there's so many online courses, and I was just, you know, I think it was you who told me. Uh, I said, oh, goodness. I said, you know, I need my hair and this and that. And there's an online beauty shop now that I, I, I mean, people are being so creative. It's an online beauty shop that if you need to color your hair, I guess they do it virtually on the on, you know, when they see you. And then they send you in, the, they, they deliver in the mail a, a, a color that is mixed by them for your hair. Now, I don't really know if that business was around before the virus, but people are finding ways. Um, last, I, I guess a couple of days ago, a friend of mine in Florida um, had a disco party. And I said, oh, I'm not going to do this. But then my other friend said, oh, just do it. So, uh, you know, we did it through Zoom, which... Uh, Whatever. We did it through Zoom and they had, you know, they had music on and they had a D, like a disco DJ music and everybody was dancing, which I, I don't know if I was really doing that in my house, but it was just a, a way of people connecting. And so I think, uh, people are learning a lot and there's a lot of help online that you can get to learn something new, to learn uh, technology, uh, because there will be opportunity. It just might be a Absolutely. little different, but there's, look at all the companies that are doing great. I mean, these online companies are I know, whoever invented Zoom, I say. <laughs> oh, uh, Zoom? Yeah, well, every yeah. time I do Zoom, somebody goes blank, somebody's face is on, then it's <laughs> off, okay, then somebody's muted, or you have to, but you know, I'm, I'm getting there. Um, yeah, but that leaves Ace room and, for and Steve, what are you feeling? Like, you know, what anxieties? Because I, I think it's first of all, I think it's, it's, it's. I think people should talk about it, okay? And I'm not a doctor, or certainly not a psychiatrist, but I think that whenever you talk about something, um, just getting it out, whether it's, it, it, I think it's good. Yeah, well, I think it's good for all of us. We have a break. Dude. We're going to have a break, Sherry, Dr. Sherry Sprint, and we will be right back after our break. We're talking about anxiety, what you can do to try to keep that at a minimum, uh, and some of the things that you can do to, to learn different skills while you have time. We'll be right back, and uh, we'll be right back. And I think we have somebody on the line, so right after that, I think we'll take our call. We'll be right back. 860. Eight six six nine seven oh nine six two two. I'm Laura Schaefer, General Sales Manager for WMCA and AM nine seventy the answer. This is a tough time for all of us, especially those in the restaurant business. With the restrictions and fear of spreading the virus, restaurants are closed or restricted to takeout options. We want to support you as restaurant owners by providing you with a platform to share your takeout deals with our listeners. 
We've created a webpage where our listeners can find your restaurant special deals. It's easy and extremely affordable. All you have to do is go to our website, submit your info, and we'll follow up with the next steps. We'll even post your ad on our sister station, WMCA.com. Listeners, you'll be able to find all the listings on our website. So head to am970theanswer.com to lend your support. We'll get through this together. Stay safe and stay healthy from our staff to your families. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-881-4747. That's 1-800-881-4747. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-881-4747. Select quote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. As a business owner, you're in a difficult position today. Stay-at-home regulations, social distancing, and in some cases, extreme limitations on our individual liberties have caused small and medium businesses to question whether marketing during this time is the right thing to do. You're asking a lot of questions, and you're getting few, if any, answers. Salem Surround is here to help business owners during these challenging times. We're sponsoring free webinars April 22nd and 24th, featuring nationally known marketing and advertising experts, Burrell & Associates. Named in the top 2% of worldwide consultants by Gerson Lehrman Group. They'll discuss how to manage marketing in times of crisis and examples of how some businesses actually thrive in difficult times. Attend virtually to hear some factual data on what you can do to keep your business top of mind, relevant, and vital to customers today. Two free seminars are offered each day, April 22nd or 24th, and limited space is available. For times and to sign up, go to SalemSurround.com. SalemSurround.com. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. I, I'm on the I'm on the line with Dr. Sherry Spray, and I have a bunch of uh, you texting me or emailing me now. Um, some of this will have to wait, or I'll get back to you during the week. Do we have anybody on the line, or is that? I I I thought I saw somebody on the line, but I can't really tell. Uh, but yeah, we have going one. back to what you were saying about dealing with, like, the, what's going on? I mean, you can talk about it, and you can, I think you feel better when you talk about it. I think that there isn't anybody that's not concerned uh, or uh, I don't know what the right word, whether it's nervous, a little stressed out uh, because of all the uncertainties. And so that's what I'm asking. So how do you, what do you, you tell 
people to do. Just well, Dottie, one of the things that you brought up is really important. Sometimes when people are so depressed, they actually cannot even envision options for themselves. And that is the value of speaking with a professional because the professional can be neutral and can really see that there are options and they don't, they're not in that same sort of hole of hopelessness that, that the person they're speaking to is in. And that can be really helpful for somebody. Yes. Now, I just, you know, so many people are doing so so much good. I mean, I just got this email, and it's uh, from somebody from Douglas Elliman who knows this person, and she says, my name is Marit Molin. I am the founder and director of Hamptons Art Camp, and I'm a full-time social worker in the Hamptons, and I established a nonprofit called Hamptons Art Camp to support the needs of undeserved children in the area, underserved children. And uh, currently, uh, they have restaurants participating in food, delivering to people in need. And uh, they've delivered, they've raised over $26,000 and purchased 900 meals and produce. And uh, I'm going to get all this information, and I will post it, and I'll get back to you, Merit. I think that's a wonderful thing you're doing, and we certainly will help support this. I mean, I have so many friends that are doing that. GoFundMe pages. Um, so do you think that this is going to have a lasting effect? In other words, we're hearing at least, even though the deaths are pretty bad in New York, we're, we're, we're th they're thinking that we really might have be, have, you know, now might be flattening out. Do you see long-term effects of people's being changing like do you see people flying or do you uh, again quickly do you uh, think I try to be hopeful I, I, I think that China is a good example they're sort of like a few months ahead of us and like all the Apple stores are open again and once oh, they are. stores start yep all of them have been opened and once stores start opening there's going to be jobs again the, the economy is it's going to be slow but eventually, it, it's going to come back. Eventually, we're going to have a vaccine. Uh, this is going to be just a piece of history. But we're going to get through this. Um, well, it's just going true. to be a, ru a rough period of time for the near future. So, Ace, how are you? What What are you talking to your clients and your family and friends and and, and are they you know and and Steve? I mean, just because I want everyone to know, it's not something that you should be embarrassed by because I think everybody is kind of concerned with it, and it's a lot of information and it's so much information, and we're trying to be help. So you should please, you know, text us or leave your number um, if there's anything that you want us to cover on the show. Yeah, no, Daddy, I've just been enjoying listening to you and Sherry speak. I think so many folks out there are so anxious, right? There's so much uncertainty out there. And right. you know, it, it, it definitely helps to talk it out, right? Keeping it in, uh, for me at least, has never helped. But right. um, just having someone to kind of lean on and speak about some of your sort of just things that, that make you anxious and, and uncertain and, or feeling unsure about, you know, it's better to just talk it out. You know, usually the other person on the other end will always have, you know, good advice to give you to you, right? So mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's a good thing, for sure. Yeah. Piece of and, advice like, you I know, you, you, we're seeing it all over. And, and Ace, besides yeah. for uh, being a big shot in the uh, finance industry, and I know <laughs> Ace all, way not. back when, I pulled him out of a – it took me two years to get him out of this program for all of these gifted uh, superstars that were young, and now he's got <laughs> – 
but there really is no one better inside and out. But you also are in the restaurant business, your family, and so that's yeah. been heavily affected. So oh, how do you how do we how do you cope though. with things? You know, it, it's really talking to other fellow restaurant um, tours, restaurant owners, right, and, and really seeing what they're doing, sharing best practices, and supporting one another. I think during this time, it, it, you know, support is so key, especially when you feel as if your words or your your insights won't help. It, it really does help, right? Just sometimes right. talking about the situation, even if there's no solution, just makes you feel much better, right? So it, it's it's a little... You know, it's almost like self-therapy, but, um, yeah, I, I think, Dottie, to answer your point, you know, being in the restaurant business is probably the most challenging times in today's environment, right, because, you know, restaurants really, really, really strive on on month to month. There's really no reserves because the margins are so thin that, look, you know, right now I think when you, when you look at our community, the GoFundMe accounts, you know, people buying gift certificates, coalition um, programs and, and different di- different folks coming together. It's it just, you know, and Dottie, you, you say it best, and Shari, you, you talk about this, um, I'm sure, just the humanity aspect right. of what's happening here is, is so, I mean, it's, it's something to really take a look the at. The other thing, Ace, really is when you talk to other people in the same situation, you often can get better, good ideas. Oh, you I didn't do, think of do. that. Let me yeah. You know, you, you, and that's, you, tap that's into, important. You, you tap into a space of creativity. Yeah, yeah, um, so, yeah. You know, we, always, we, we always talk about it, right? We can either complain and sort of like just say, oh, you know, why us? Or we can, or you can take be proactive. Down. Well, exactly. and that's be just proactive. what I'm saying is you yeah. take things under your own control. And that's and truthfully, what really helps. I would offer some more advice, okay? And again, I am not a doctor, so this is just my opinion. I find that... You know, I'm always there if somebody needs a shoulder to cry on, and I certainly have had enough people cry on mine. But if somebody's, and we all have days, but if somebody's totally negative, 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 Definitely. really, stay away. <laughs> because, <laughs> because that really, you know, you, you know, it's okay for someone to have a bad day or to have concerns or to be stressed out. But if someone is, and I find, you know, someone is always negative, always looking at the, the worst, um, I just don't want to be around that. Um, yeah. I have lived my life like that. I mean, I, I, I will. Um, if anyone knows me, knows I'm always there for anyone who needs me. But I realize sometimes there are people that always want to be victims, and I think now we're all in this, and we all there's not. I think Sherry, you said it. You can only control what you can control. Correct. So what we can't control. We can't control, and those uncertainties are stressful for everybody. Right. Uh, but, you know, you know, there are little any things, time though, you've been in a bad place, it's stressful, right. but we, we've got to go on. And, you know, I think Ace, myself, I mean, and all of us uh, find speaking about it, talking to people. I've had calls from people yeah. I haven't spoken to for 20 years. <laughs> really. Unbelievable. Um, so I think people are connecting all over, and I think that's a good thing. And hopefully that stays. I feel like it's kind of like a simpler time where people didn't really, you know, you know, like people are just, you know, connecting. And, and, and I think that if that, I hope that after this is all over, that continues, because I think that's one of 
if you have to find something good that came out of this, it's people really connecting and looking at what's important and really I find so many people reaching out, especially people that are in, out of state that know I'm in New York and say, well, are you okay? I, I think that's all good, and I think that it hopefully it will continue. And my million-dollar question, I, I know they're talking about uh, some states opening up or starting to open up in phases as early as May 15th. Uh, the tri-state area, what are you thinking? You know, I, I'm i going to try to be hopeful that we're going to see some kind of opening up May 15th. And I say that because when I was reading last night about the, the chronology of the opening up of China, it, it started about two months after the lockdown. So they started opening up very slowly, letting just a certain amount of people in the stores, requiring masks, requiring social distancing, and they have not seen an increase in the number of of new cases. In fact, I think the latest, I don't know whether this was in Germany or China, but the latest new infection rate was 0.7, which is great. Yeah, that really is. You know, people are really person. adhering to it. I, I left and went to the, I had to go to the store for something and I really haven't. I've been using Amazon, God knows. And, um, I was like not paying attention. I was looking around and, uh, I must have walked too close to somebody. <laughs> and they said, wait a second, six feet, six feet. Oh, I said, oh, I'm sorry. I, I really didn't realize it. I think people are really, for most Take part. It seriously. Taking this very seriously, and right, hopefully, right. Uh, you know, this is going to uh, be a while. But I think it's going to change the way we all think about things. And I hope that, um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, and I feel we all feel we lost people that we love. Um, we know people that lost jobs, um, and that's not going to be easy. But truthfully. Um, human life and, and getting rid of this and really don't get sloppy because I know I, I'm starting to feel that people are starting to get a little star crazy. How about you, Steve? They're all getting a little bit of nutty things. I'm, and, I, and I think that you've got to just, you know, to, to get this thing out of here, we've really all got to adhere to social distancing and, and, and following those rules because if we do that, um, and I think we are all trying very hard. I think this will get rid of this sooner than later. Listen, I want to wish everyone health, safety, and uh, we're here if you need us. Please be safe and call your family, your friends, and that person that you know lives alone. And we'll be back with you to update you on everything next week. Enjoy this wonderful weather. Tomorrow will be nicer. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A.